0: Chicago alternative hip hop duo The Opus has recently released its EP Man Down. The project was informed by the heightened attention around inequality in community policing and the impact police brutality has had on communities of color. I got a chance to speak with the Isle of Wait and Mr. Echoes of the Opus to talk about their poignant new release. This is that conversation.
1: Pop Cyrus scenes of a movie got these thesepir f- handcuff put on the ground told to comply why not pointing straight at your face these cops lie if I own the gun officers might die just being terrified my wife ain't exercised. Hey
0: everyone you are listening to vocallo radio I'm Jesse Menendez in studio with me the Iloway and mr Ees collectively known as the opus gentlemen thank you very very much
1: for making time for me Oh, no problem. Thanks for having us.
0: So I definitely want to get into Man Down and the social commentary that exists on this because it hits you right in the face from the opening track. And I think it's it's such an important project that the two of you have put together. But before that, I want to give some folks some background on not just the opus, but before that, Rubber Room. Because I feel we're at a pivotal time in Chicago's hip hop where it's important to make sure that we recognize the chronology of how we got to where we're at. So... So paint the picture the Rubber Room. Rubber Room. The environment in the city of Chicago, what it was like to be a part of the pioneering culture as well as what it was like to try to get this
1: music out. Oh, man. Rubber Room started out as um, kind of really, like, inspiring musicians. Um, We all went to school together. I got a keyboard, and Aaron got a keyboard, and word got, you know, word caught that someone else Chauncey got a keyboard, and we was like, "Oh man, let's go over to his house and play on his keyboard." And Aaron would come over to my house and play on my keyboard. So we all kind of started that way, and then you know we had a general interest in just music in general. And then Brian came along, and he was like rapping and listening to Public Enemy, and we were you know talking about groups that we liked, and it was KRS One, and it was Rakim, and Brian started rapping over some stuff that I was doing. You know, I started making, you know, what I thought were beats that can be listened to. And he um, started rapping over those. And then we just kind of all collaborated together. And was like, okay, well, let's let's, you know, let's go to a talent show or something because we had like a local talent show in Maywood. That's where we're from Maywood and Bellwood. And um, went to the local talent show and then did our thing there. And people seemed to embrace it and like it. And so we started doing more of those. And then we started doing more talent shows in Maywood. And then eventually we're like, all right, let's take our act on the road. Let's go to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Because the people in Stone Park just don't understand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So um, big shout out to DeRoe Wicks, who had a night at Lower Links and at... The lower links it was kind of the best of the best you know you know how chicago is with hip-hop either they're gonna like it or they're not gonna like it yeah, you know they're very honest about yeah. what's acceptable and what's not acceptable so i was like all right here's our chance go for it so we went for it and people embraced it we were like wow we got a chance to kind of you know move forward with this you know just thinking to ourselves like all right you know maybe people like maybe we're talented at this maybe people like it Stone, book for hazardous own shots ring out race to replace Capone. Tommy guns to oozy upgrade the toolie of the trade. Walking the way of the gun if you don't speak the language. Be silent, get a life cheap for nickel dime. Dying reps a pale with dying streets with ever forever. Demons wanna beast on saints, cog back, but
0: two and demonic things. Straight shots by kids emulating his brother touching down from my murder Last time I had you guys in studio was 2012. Right. <laughs> We were talking about March of the Termites. Right. I remember that conversation. I remember there was a event coming up. I remember unpacking like what these new sounds, what this meant for you guys to be able to kind of break the constraints off of what Rubber Room was and just really let your musicianship mm-hmm. grow. How is that carried over into what
1: we hear on this next project, Man Down? Hmm, that I mean, it's still. It really kind of takes us back to the um, roots of traditional hip hop. And really being able to do whatever it is that you want to do musically. The one thing with March of the Termites, we felt like we were just able to do whatever we wanted to do. Like period. Right. That's exactly what we wanted to do. We just we didn't want to say overthink it and say, okay, well, we got to do this or we got to make it sound like this. It was just like it was organic in that sense. And Man Down actually is kind of. Just like that. It's very organic in its thought. For example, how it really came about was my brother, my brother and I, who lives in Minnesota, we were—I visited him. And actually, he's Castro High, that so that's my brother on the track. And we had talked about actually making a song together, and he was like, you know, I'm really kind of frustrated right now. We were talking politics, and then we were talking about, you know, police shootings and just how people— we're frustrated, right? And it's like five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we're up talking about it. And he was like, you know, I, I had these lyrics in my head, you know, I want to do this song like called Man Down with a really good chorus. And I, and so he started saying some lyrics. He wasn't really freestyling, but seemed like he had pieced together some stuff that he started writing. Then I started kind of doing my very weak, beatbox on a porch at 5 o'clock in the morning but um, and at 5 o'clock
0: in the morning the beatbox was probably like
1: right exactly
0: <laughs> don't right. want to wake these neighbors right
1: so and then we just kind of like just it was you know just freestyled it in that way and it was like wow let's put this into a song form and then it kind of grew from there and we were like Let's do whatever we wanna do, you know.
0: Now that you're telling me the story, it certainly makes more sense when you say that your brother lives out in Minnesota. Right. So the opening track on this, where do we go from here? Eight minutes and twenty two seconds of some of the most raw and emotional audio, but also accompaniment that I've heard, certainly this year. Thank you. And I was not expecting for the track to hit me over the head like it did and certain certainly set the tone for the rest of the project. Now Proximity, certainly, Minnesota. But I want to ask, what do you think about this incident specifically was the the straw that broke the camel back? We had Laquan McDonald at this point already. We had my co-host who you just met in the green room said something when this first happened Mm -hmm. that put it all into perspective and just really made me understand that this can happen to anyone. This can Mm happen— Specifically yeah. I imagine I imagine black men black <clears throat> women are thinking this but the day before Alton Sterling had happened right yeah. so Philando Castile went to bed that night thinking about that like damn right. man another black man gunned down yep. and then woke up the next day to have the same thing happen to right, him right
1: right right you ever like send insurance?
0: So tell me about Philando Castile and just how that ended up being some of the audio you incorporated here. And just what had you and your brother frustrated about that at that point to the point where you're like, we got to do something.
1: Right. So the very interesting thing about me adding that part to the track is that I actually never planned on adding the part to the track. I was it was supposed to actually go on man down in the end. um, But. Thinking of the entire track itself with that part, I actually woke up out of my sleep saying to myself, I got to put that on the song. Like, I called Aaron the next day. I was like, I totally have an ending for Man Down. I was like, I want to use the Philando Philando Castile murder on the end of Man Down because it just made so much sense to me. Like, I kind of dreamed it. Well, not dreamed that that would happen, but kind of dreamed how putting it together. Aaron was like, okay, well, let's do it. And then from there we kinda worked it into the song and Aaron came up with the idea to say, you know what, let's put it at the beginning and let's put it over the track that that's, that's, it's over right now over the, um, the track that we're using to blend it together. And to me, it just set a tone to this is where we are. You know, no matter what you do, no matter if you're walking a straight line, because if you listen to the audio, the audio dictates the fact that he was being compliant. Right. He did everything that he was supposed to do. He said everything that he didn't get irate. He didn't, you know, try to pull off on him, evade the police. Listen, sir, I just want to tell you that I have a conceal and carry as he was being told to give his license, his identification and put totally confusing him. And the cop just what? We see what happens. We see the results. So to me, that part was very powerful in the beginning of the song to really show people that no matter what we do, you always have to be aware. You always have to be careful. You always have to be on alert, you know, and that was one of the that's one of the things that I really wanted to show people in this project.
0: Because up until this point, the narrative had been Michael Brown. Oh, he was a thug. He rushed the police officer. Of course he deserved that outcome. We have the video footage of him harassing the store clerk and pushing him into a rack of potato chips and stealing swish of sweets or cigarillos from him, right? Right. But here we have Philando Castile, upright citizen. Minding his own business, doing everything, as you said, beloved by the community, youth mentor, loved by, you know, the school that he worked at. And it still happened. Right. So the name of this track also poses, I think, a poignant question that I'm not sure if we even have an answer from. I mean, I think there are certainly steps
1: that have been taken since then, but it's called where do we go from here? Right. Where do we go from here? And the fact that the officer still got off with being compliant, like he still got off from any type of backlash. Well, obviously, social backlash, you didn't get off from that. But any type of punishment, there was there's nothing to I mean, there's nothing to even say where, where is the punishment? Where is the repercussions? And there's none. So. And so have you had time to ponder that question yourself? sure i think i ponder that question all the time like where's the repercussion instead of getting or, or even where do we go from here? Yeah. from here yeah 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 i think about it all the time like and then what can i do Get the female
0: There's an interesting element, though, to this project that you guys bring up, too, that's more on the controversial. end. when you think about how police brutality and how there's an inequality and how police <clears throat> police are communities of color, especially right. when compared to our lighter skinned counterparts and the conversation or or the rebuttal to that is always like, oh, well, you all got to fix black-on-black crime first before Mm. you even worry about what's happening outside the community. You don't even know how to treat your own right, right? Right. This is something you bring up on here, the the element of black-on-black crime. Tell me why you
1: also wanted to inject this project with that flavor. Because I think that there's some things that we have to do to um, better ourselves. You know, I look around, and I work at Northwestern University, and where I work at, I'm the only person of color in my department, you know? And I asked myself, I'm like, why is that? Why am I the only black person in black male that works here? And then I think about it is that, well, there are no black males really in college or at universities. You know, when I went to drop off my daughter at a university, I, I mean, we're, we're like the, we're sticking out like a sore thumb. Like we're the only people of color there, you know? And, I think that a lot of it starts in the family. I think a lot of it starts where we need to really guide our sons and our daughters back to school. And we need to really straighten up the family structure of our of our home. Certainly, I'm not saying that there's obstacles there. There are obstacles there that's preventing a lot of things because along with poverty, you have obstacles and you have these cycles that you just try to break. But I feel like we have... Somewhat given up on breaking cycles. Mm -hmm. Like, it's acceptable to do certain things, and that's where I have a problem at. And I I don't feel like it's acceptable to be, you know, a single parent. I don't feel like it's acceptable to have a broken family. You know, I think these are the things that we need to get back to as people, especially people of color, to have our family structure back together, to have our children back in school, to have, you know, people— together building our community again and we don't we don't have that you know and it's time to start paying attention on things that's breaking that foundation and putting it back together if that makes sense it makes absolute sense thank you very much yeah, oh, thank you if I own the gun officers might die being terrified, my rights ain't exercised. We living in genocide. My people are target signs. Even when it's televised, these killings is justified. Why? Spread out, man down, cops all around. Young blood, bleeding, blue demons, they cut him down. He brought a knife to a gunfight. To Van to delight. He said that, d- gon' learn today, he killed him that night.